Hello everyone. I'm going to attempt to record this introduction with a whole bunch of cackling going on in my background. My daughter has two friends that came home from school with her because tonight is the homecoming football game. And man, it has been non-stop giggling and carrying on, which is right across the hall from my office. But I didn't have the heart to go in there and ask them to quiet down because, you know, this is the joy of life, listening to kids laugh and carry on and have a good time. So I know that they would quiet down with me, but I thought, you know, if you guys pick up on a little bit of giggling in the background, I don't know, maybe it'll bring you back to those days for yourself, or maybe it'll just bring you a little bit of joy. I am super excited to introduce you guys to this episode. This episode was so amazing. I know I say that about all of them, and then I say I know I say that about all of them. (laughs) But there's something about, there's just something about this healing, this self-healing journey that just lights me up. I met my next guest via Instagram. Most of you know that I am very new to Instagram. I had a profile like years ago, but I never did anything with it. And per the urging of my eldest daughter, she's like, come on, mom, you got to do it. It's so much fun. And she gave me a couple pointers to get me started. I've really enjoyed it over there. I've been having a great time on Instagram. And for those of you that are on Instagram and haven't yet joined me over there, you can find me at the handle self.lovejunkie, J-U-N-K-Y self.lovejunkie. I would love to see you. So many of you listen to my podcasts and I don't ever get to know who you are. So it'd be really fantastic if you would follow me over there. I would love to see you and get your input. And you know, you see a side of Kristen that you don't typically see because I'm really silly over there and my reels are, yeah, they're kind of a little crass at times. So anyway, I would love to see you guys over there. So please join me if you would like. I'm not sure who followed who first over on Instagram, but I became aware of Natalie and the work she does in the world, and I just loved everything about her. I love her essence. She really has a healing light about her. There is some sort of aura that this woman carries that is just beautiful, and it provides such a safe place, and I think she has found her calling, and I am just so excited for you guys to hear everything that she has to say about hypnotherapy. She's completely well-versed in what she does. She is professional in what she does. And she gifted me a free session so I could get an experience up close and personal about what this whole thing is all about. I've always been interested in hypnotherapy because after I coached for a while, I realized there was some parts of people's psyche that they have difficulty accessing because they were too caught up in their thinking brain. They were too caught up in their ego. So I'd bring them through a little bit of a process where I'd calm, get them to be relaxed and calm their mind. And then boom, it was like the answers were right there. They became so clear. Well, I don't say that I'm a hypnotherapist because I'm definitely not, but I do know the value of getting into a relaxed state to access parts of yourself that have been repressed or hidden or glossed over, but that have helped to form the way we show up in the world. I believe this episode is one of the most powerful yet that I have recorded because it really shines light on just so many levels of being a human being. And I know, I am confident that you will walk away feeling validated with many feelings and and things that you have gone through, but also learning some new information. But first, I'd like to share with you a little bit about who Natalie Mesbaugh is. She is a certified hypnotherapist and rapid transformational therapist, also known as RTT who focuses on using the power of the mind to unleash the power of the self. I love that sentence so much. Throughout the course of her life, Natalie noticed the reoccurring themes of female empowerment and self-esteem materializing, and though she did not feel like she was capable of doing anything momentous with these powerful forms of consciousness, she did feel drawn to them. Natalie battled her own disempowered beliefs about her capabilities and direction in life, which led to a huge amount of pain and tears that could not be stopped with any amount of effort. 
she came to realize that this was an attack on her self-worth and she was not going to waste the rest of her life living out the same cycles. When Natalie booked her own RTT session and experienced the power of hypnosis, the reoccurring themes of female empowerment and self-esteem made sense. Natalie now helps other women identify and eliminate the subconscious beliefs that limit them from knowing their true worth and having their heart's desires. It is my pleasure and honor to introduce to you Miss Natalie Mezva. You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we upgrade our relationships and life by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun. Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I am so happy to have you on the show for so many reasons that we will get into as we progress our chat. But I first wanted to let everybody know that I came across you on Instagram. I'm not sure who who followed who first. And I started seeing you in stories and all the, the work and content that you put out. And I was immediately drawn to your presence and your energy. And I was like, I want to know more about this girl. So I also want to know about the work you do, the hypnotherapy. So I reached out to you and and asked if you would be a guest on my podcast, because the funny thing is, is that I don't typically invite people to be on my podcast. They reach out to me. So I just want to say welcome. I am so blessed and happy that you're here. And I just can't wait to dive into this topic. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And especially hearing that you don't tend to reach out to people. I feel honored. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So I just wanted to jump right in and talk about your path to becoming a hypnotherapy practitioner. Is that the right verbiage, first of all, a hypnotherapy? Yes. Okay. Yes, thank you. So tell us a little bit about how you got started, how this whole thing unraveled for you. Well, um, okay. So I spent most of my young adult life um, not knowing what I was supposed to do with my life and not in fulfilling careers, not even fulfilling my potential. And um, I was definitely collecting trauma. And then I got to 40 and I had enough. I recognized that I was the the common denominator. And um, even though I didn't know how I was doing this to myself, I, I really wanted to get out. And so I thought of traditional therapy. So I spent a year in therapy and out of that year, there were about two golden nuggets. (laughs) And I really, even at that point in my life, didn't know that I could advocate for myself and ask for what I needed, but I didn't get what I needed from therapy, traditional therapy. Um, Aside though, I was reading self-development books, um, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos. And I did develop a routine for myself, but I didn't connect to that routine. I just knew to keep doing certain things because it kept me from the depths of despair. It did not elevate me past it, but at least I wasn't crying every night. So I did have a huge mass of sadness it felt like it resided in my chest and I couldn't feel anything else only sadness so um in the meantime I developed or I started my Instagram account because I wanted to be able to talk about the things that I learned but the people that I had in my circle were basically my family and they weren't interested you know, and that's okay. That's the path that they were on at that time. Same, But but that wasn't enough for me, you know? So I thought if I develop an opportunity to connect, I'll connect to the people who are going to make me feel heard and seen. And um, so I watched a video. It was a YouTube video. It was a meditation video. And I was listening to meditative guided meditation videos because 
I just needed something to drown out the painful thoughts, the negative thoughts, the constant, you know, uh, ruminating thoughts. And I came across a Marissa Peer video, which the YouTube algorithm basically gave me, and I was able to visualize. And when you cannot connect to anything but pain, mm -hmm. it's really hard to see color, you know? Yeah. So to visualize, couldn't do that. My brain was only, you know, manufacturing hurt at that time. So listening to her though, I was actually able to visualize what it was that she was trying to get me to see in my mind's eye. And I re recognized like she's powerful, you know? So I did um, also the algorithm invited me to one of her evergreen courses, <laughs> which I accepted, which then filtered me into a rapid transformational therapy appointment. So I went to her website to book it and she had a catalog of um, rapid transformational therapists across the United States. And I looked, I live in Louisville, Kentucky. There was no one in Louisville, Kentucky, but there was someone in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. And so I booked my appointment with her. And um, after I went through that appointment, it was, I basically closed my eyes hearing it's gonna be two hours, but opened my eyes like, what time flew I cried the whole time <laughs> but I felt seen she yeah. was able to give me words mm. to express what was going on after I listened to the personalized recording for 21 days which really was effective for me because it helped me feel like this is what healthy-minded people think like and you know they live their life according to a certain set of standards or uh, values, keeping their word to themselves, uh, pushing forward to meet their goals, you know, so I was actually feeling like I could possibly like take off that that depression cloak and be among the people who never had those issues in their life, you know, mm -hmm. and at day 22, we met again. And um, I learned that you actually could go through her program and she would teach you her method. And that's when it dawned on me that this was the vehicle to my life's purpose. So I love female empowerment. I love self-esteem, didn't live it in my life, but for whatever reason, it was one of those messages from God from the universe from higher power that kept coming back into my life and it's it's almost like okay now I see how this is going to happen through hypnotherapy yeah so you were you got much relief from it yeah. so much relief from it it was what I was looking for because it is very much between you and the therapist the hypnotherapist mm -hmm. it's it's a collaborative and um I needed someone to be able to tell me what was going on in my life cycles because I was, I was in it. And of course I was in it from a wounded place. I was in it from a lack of knowledge and I had no idea where to start except here, take my mess and tell me how, what to um, do with it, you know? Yes. So little pieces through that session, she helped me connect how you're feeling this way because this has happened to you. And that was all I needed to, to get started. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I really like about this story is that number one, I'm sure there's many people who can relate to that overwhelming sadness and pain that they just, no matter what they do, they can't get past it. And for a lot of people, those turn into addictions of some type, because we're trying so hard to get past this pain. Like we just, how that we try to numb it but it's, it's always there. We wake up the next day after going on a shopping spree or drinking ourselves a lot or whatever we did. And it's still there. The pain is still there. And in, in, a, in an earlier conversation, you and I had talked about, you had said that the, you were trying to do the daily affirmations and stuff like that. And it, and it felt, once you explain that a little bit. Yes. Thank you. So when I started my Instagram account, um, 
I knew that I needed to have a positive or optimistic thought process. Uh, I had heard things about um, if you think differently, then your world is going to be different and that affirmations help you think differently. And actually, I love Louise Hay. I can through YouTube, you know, was listening to her videos and when she would speak, things would make sense. When she was not speaking, it was just me and these affirmations. And so when I started my account, I thought affirmations are the way to go. This is how I'm going to slowly believe what I'm saying, what sinks in. And I started a, a year's worth of daily, like every day doing daily affirmations. The first year, they just felt like rocks hitting a wall and falling straight down couldn't connect with it it just yeah. it felt like I was just saying words and sometimes it felt like I was saying lies and sometimes it felt like I was saying things that uh would happen for other people in their perfect life but not in mine yes I understand that completely and I love you're talking about the the rocks hitting the wall and falling down like they're not penetrating I call yes. that the, that's like a click to me like I can tell when a new thought belief or something really takes root in my body because there's like this internal click for me. It's not abrupt, like a literal click, but it's like the key hitting the lock. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, I'm like, oh yeah. And it feels, but I've also been in the position where I know something and it's coming at me. The truth is coming at me and I can't connect with this thing. Like I know, no, no, this is true. Yeah. Yeah get that thing to absorb into, yeah. I, you know, I, I do this a lot, touch my chest area a lot. That sounds so bad, but I, I am, for those <laughs> on the podcast, I'm waving my hands in front of my heart center, because for me, when I connect in that way, it, it does go through my heart. I feel it that way, but yeah, there's times where I just, I'm like, I can't, I can't break through. So just so everybody knows transparency here, we tried to record this already once we had huge technical difficulties. So if I'm, I'm remembering things from the last conversation that we just had, and I want to bring that up again, we talked about bringing things out of the subconscious and just sh shed some light on that for us. Like what, why we need to dig into that subconscious, why it's difficult for us to click and what hypnotherapy does to help us click. Oh, thank you for asking that. So your mind is recording from the first second that those, that last little cell that forms your brain your mind starts recording in preparation for the outside world. So that means in utero, in your mother's womb, mm -hmm. things are happening. And of course, because you can't see and you can't hear, you can feel. But if your mom is unhappy, your brain is recording. It, it knows when you leave, it needs you to survive. So anything small, big, uh, personal moments, um, times when you were scared, times when you were yelled at, times when you fell and hurt yourself, how to talk, how to breathe, how to chew, how to chew gum and walk. It has recorded all of these things in preparation for you for the next time that you run into this situation. So of course, when you're a baby and you're growing up in an environment that you have been prepared for, it's normalized to you. It could be a wonderful environment and you're going to grow up feeling fulfilled and stable and you're going to reach your goals. Or if you don't, you're going to say, hey, that's okay. I'll get it next time. Just this wonderful thought process. And of course, the world looks beautiful and you succeed. But <laughs> if you grew up in a household with most people who are human, it was dysfunctional. You just didn't recognize it as dysfunction. And so because we also learn by watching, the people around us are important to our knowledge. And we're not thinking that we're separate from them. We're not thinking that they're just having a bad day. We're thinking when they give us this negative reaction, when all we were doing was being receptive for positive interaction, we take it personally. We think it's us. We think we're the reason why we don't get love or why we don't get success or you know anything that we wanted to accomplish, whatever it was, whatever age it was at. At any rate, we then go out into the world with these ideas and stories about ourselves and it keeps manifesting. We attract 
the people who reminded us subconsciously of the people we grew up with who had the same beliefs about us or who made it like triggered the same feelings within us. Um, it, it's in everything. Everything is actually a relationship. If you think about it, you yeah. and whatever else is having a relationship. And so it affects you. And again, if you're not aware that your subconscious was just doing this to help you survive, um, that it's not necessarily the truth, mm -hmm. that you're projecting onto a reality that really isn't, isn't so, and that you can change it at any moment in tiny increments if you wake up to the fact that there is an option to change it, you know? Yeah. And so then... Um, hypnotherapy is about exploring that presenting problem so you're going to the hypnotherapist with this belief about yourself and a desired outcome that is beyond your grasp because Can I most of the quick what yes. let, let's just real quick give an example of like some of the things that people and of course this it's a vast array of things but just so people know like because some people might be thinking now to like, how do I don't even know what's wrong? I don't know what belief I'm thinking. So what are the type of things that people go to get hypno for? Just okay. a few yeah. things. I mean, this of course does not cover the gamut of what you can go for. Yeah. So uh, smoking, can't give up smoking or vaping these days. Overweight, a desire to lose weight, can't stop eating try diets and fail, uh, confidence, knowing that if they're more confident than they probably could deliver a speech or apply for a, a higher position at work, or maybe go out into the dating world and meet that special someone. If you have no idea like uh, what you wanna do with your life, hypnotherapy is an option. Uh, skin disorders like eczema, there's hypnobirthing. So if you want to be able to have a natural childbirth, there are people who experience infertility and hypnotherapy is actually what helps them release the blocks to then become uh, receptive to the process of fertility, basically. Okay. So it really and is fears, a good just all kinds of fears. And sometimes you don't even realize it's fear. So with me, I went because I knew something was wrong. Um, I um, wasn't getting what I needed, but I chose confidence. You know, I wasn't speaking up for myself at work. Um, I had identified that for whatever reason, I kept going to work for women who were hard to please, uh, loving to be in a supportive role where I was needed, but hated to actually do like the work that they asked me to do. Um, because of the position that it made me feel like I was in. And um, when it came to dating, I kept attracting men who were emotionally unavailable to me and just the sadness. So, and, and of course my life at the time only existed with work and trying to find love. So um, hypnotherapy is just you go with this certain thing that you want to happen. Say you want more money, but you keep spending your money, you know, like, or you think you don't have enough money. Um, or let's say you have a fear of flying, you know? So it's whatever. If something is not going right for you, then there is 100% chance that something inside of your subconscious is going to be able to tell you why. Yeah, that's so cool. Because as you're talking, I'm thinking, Ooh, I got a couple, I got a couple more that I could go for with yeah. you know, not things that are ruining my life, but, yeah. you know, but I'm like, Ooh, I could really undo that thing right there. And for, I, I don't think I mentioned this on, on part two of our recording because the first one <laughs> was a little defunct. Uh, Natalie had gifted me with a hypnotherapy session so that I could experience this. And there's, there was just something that I had felt like I'd been struggling with for a while. And I felt like the block, I wasn't getting the click intellectually. I knew, but I couldn't get that click that you were talking about. Yeah. And so I'm going to 
be vulnerable and to share aspects of this through this, I say be vulnerable, but it's kind of easy for me because I just say whatever. <laughs> I just share my stuff. But um, because I, I really want people to have a better understanding of what this is all about, because there's a lot of hoopla and a lot of Hollywood wrapped yeah. up into what hypnotherapy really, truly is. And it's, it's such a fascinating and miraculous modality that I really loved having the experience. I had experienced it in my coaching school because there's people going through the hypnotherapy pro program, but it was the people that were practicing and stuff. So it really, I don't believe it was really a true hypno session as it was with <laughs> you, which was fascinating. I can't wait to share all about that. But I, I do want to talk about that, what hypno really is, because a lot of people picture someone up on a stage, hypnotizing somebody, and then they're running around acting like a chicken. And they're like, well, I don't want, I don't want to be out of control. And I know yeah. I could speak to this because I was just in it, but I want to hear it from the practitioner first. Thank you. So also before I go into that, um, you can use hypnotherapy for positive things too. Uh, so like you mentioned, things that you just kind of want to clear up, there are people, there are athletes who uh, use hypnosis and visualization and to, to be able to increase their stamina or to be able to get to the physical point that they need to get to. Um, so it's just, the mind is so fascinating. Who knew? Yeah. I'm like, so, want to drop my pen, drop my mic. I'm like, who knew this yeah. is fascinating. Please continue. Yeah. Um, so hypnosis itself is just the process of, um, being able to get into a mental brainwave, uh, that allows you to be receptive and also calm your conscious mind. Um, your conscious mind is the critical thinking mind. Your subconscious mind is feeding it thoughts, but um, your subconscious mind holds, again, everything that has been recorded in your life since before you came out of your mom's womb. You just said something that I love the verbiage of, and I want it to sink in. You said the subconscious mind is feeding the conscious mind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love the wording of that because yeah, we do things on this autopilot because we are getting fed from these, what, what do you want to call it? Conditioned patterns? You know? uh, yeah. yeah. Programmed yeah. and uh, reinforced by habitual uh, responses. Your conscious mind can only hold two or three thoughts at one time. And I could tell you to uh, pay attention to the tingling in your ear from sound, you know, and you're only aware of that tingling in your ear whenever I tell you about it. We're gonna keep talking. You're gonna forget about the tingling in your ear, but if a huge train just rolls by you really quickly and blares their horn, that tingling in your ear is probably gonna remind you of a time when maybe you were at the uh, railroad crossing at five and your mom said, count the cars in the train, you know, to, to pass the time, just all kinds of things, you know. Um, but the um, process of hypnotherapy is being able to quiet your conscious mind so that we can access your subconscious mind and find out what is going on um, with present day problem, the reason why you came. And so we can explore it from a more empowered angle, because even though you feel it just like you felt, I mean, the mind can't distinguish between what you're thinking about and what you're actually experiencing. And that's why athletes are able to focus on what they want to happen and play it in their mind. And when mm. it comes time, you know, their mind is ready, you know? So the thing is that um, you want to be able to go back without even um, trying to, uh, I'm, want to say poo-poo away you know like the the logical side of it because that's what your conscious mind does it helps mm -hmm. you with logic um but we want that to be quiet so that we can access the emotional memories because emotion is what drives you it's energy and motion so um even though you're not aware consciously aware of what is causing you to do these things you can recall several times in your life where you felt the same way. 
And so it's not necessarily um, we're going to remember three times that you did the exact same thing, the exact same way. No, it's going to be three times that you felt disempowered. You felt like you couldn't do something. You felt like um, you'd be too embarrassed to try. Whatever it is, someone hurt you when they said something to you in a certain way. We're going to explore those type of memories and then from there move on to something empowering disconnect the belief from the memory and then that way we can move forward with the belief in who you are in present day and the past is just the past you know the past is just yeah. the story just the past i love yeah. that in in recording 1.0 <laughs> you said that it's easier to form a new neural pathway than it is to break up or dismantle an old one. Can you yes. talk a little bit about that? Really what a neural pathway is for people that might be hearing that for the first time and then why that's easier. So we have neurons in our brain and um, they fire and fuse. And so they form a network. It's more technical than me, but on a very basic level, they form the pathway in your brain. And so let's say you were learning how to eat and you're right-handed and over time you would grab for the fork and pull it to your mouth. If it hits you in the cheek, then that was not successful. But we know every time it's time to eat, that right hand that you're more dominant in is gonna reach for that fork. And then the next time it's gonna get closer to your mouth until you have successfully learned how to feed yourself. So you're creating a neural pathway in your brain. And even though you were doing that below the age of one, I bet when you're 30 and sitting at a restaurant and dinner comes, your right hand reaches for that fork and it's ready to eat. So that pathway is deep and it's strong. Try to grab for the fork with your left hand. That feels weird. That's because it has not wired into your brain to be a left-handed eater at dinner, you know? That's a great example. Love that. Yes. So when you come to a hypnotherapy session with a presenting problem, you don't have the answer yet. You don't have the directions yet. All you know is I keep getting the same routine over and over. That rut that I'm stuck in is the rut in your mind. And so literally and figuratively, you know, so whenever you're able to explore whatever it is, dig deep within, the hypnotherapist is able to understand what direction you're coming from and also um, co-create essentially what your roadmap moving forward should look like. And they get that through talking to you about what are your goals. So from there, they're able to give you, well, a personalized recording comes with the experience with me. We call it the transformational recording. And so you listen to it for 21 days because on average, it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And that's all this is. We just need habits to form and for you to keep doing that habit over and over again to then wire into your brain and become the person that you wanna be, the person that does these things in order to accomplish that end result. So that's what that recording does. It's so much easier to give it a new pathway than to try to carve that path to the left at a certain point. No, let's just go fresh and create a new one. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but you know, he has that book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, or how are yeah. you breaking the habit of being yourself? And, and this is what he's talking about. It's exactly what he's talking about because we do, we we are he calls it firing and wiring. We're firing and wiring in the same areas of our brain all the time. And all those cells glom together and they keep they keep active. But when we start a new, we start firing and wiring in a different area of our brain that starts the new pathway. And pretty soon that becomes the dominant pathway of thinking, which is fascinating. So just for clarity purposes, what Natalie's saying is that you will have the two hour hypnotherapy session. And then afterwards, she, with her beautiful voice okay. records this about 20 minutes for everybody. Is that what it is? 
a, yeah. she, she writes this personalized script for you and it's to meditation music or whatever you want. And she, she writes the script for you that you then after the session, you listen to for 21 days. And those, the script is so beautiful because it is literally so personalized to your story and to turning this, forming the new neural pathway about what this is all about. So I want to dip into the logistics of the session first, because a lot of, you know, I, as soon as I was done with this, I like jumped off the phone, you know, or yeah, we were, we're in zoom. And I was like, you know, just had to tell people about it. I'm not saying the second, but you know, my daughter called and I'm like, oh, I had it for therapy. And every single person that I mentioned it to the first thing out of their mouth was, oh, that scares me. Oh, I said, why? Let's talk about that. So I know if it scares people, then, yeah. you know, that that's worth exploring because people think it's, it's so scary. And what I just want to say real quick, being someone, and you've done it too, and you can talk about your experience as well, is that when I did it, you, you are in control. I could hear, I could react to you. I had an itch on my nose or sneezed or whatever. I remember certain things happening in, in that moment. So this wasn't like, if there's a fire, you can't get up. You're, you're, right. you're still a, awake. I don't know how to explain that. How could you, is it a trance? How should we explain that? See, that's the thing. We do use words like trance and, but you're also in a trance whenever you've driven the same path to work and you're thinking about the groceries, the gas, it mileage you have left before you actually have to stop. What am I going to cook for dinner? I have to remember to drop Billy off at the soccer, you know, practice or whatever. And you're not paying attention to the fact that um, you're not present in a 2000 pound vehicle. You're able to stop at a stoplight because that's another part of your brain that's controlling that, but you're not really aware in those moments. You're in hypnosis. You're in a, a trance, transcendental state. But like you mentioned, Hollywood has taken it and has turned it into something that is a form of entertainment or maybe like a little mind game to, to thrill you, you know, uh, mm -hmm. in watching this movie. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just a relaxed state where you're able to access the brainwave that you actually dip into whenever you're in a certain level of sleep as well. I had read that, that it's like right before you fall asleep and right before you wake up. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's that brainwave state that we're in with that. So if people can just sit there for a minute and say, oh yeah, I could, I could hear someone knock at the door. I could, you know, you're, you're not, you're not, <laughs> someone is not going to tell you to jump off a bridge and you're going to go do it. It's, it's right. You're not in that state. It is just a, a highly relaxed state. And I love that because it's almost like, for lack of a better word, I'm just being the layman speaking here. It was yeah. almost like talking to somebody while I was meditating. It, but it's so clear. But yeah. You're, you're able to think so yes. clearly. Clear, crystal clear. Yes. It's like, there's no cloudiness in your thinking. It's like you ask a question and I could access the answer to that. And I could say, well, this, here's what it is without my logical conscious brain trying to talk me out of it, talk me through it. Because even as a coach, I'll notice people will preface things that I ask them with not just the answer, but they'll say, well, I know I'm thinking this because of this. And then they'll try to give me an answer. I'm like, no, 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 no. And yeah. sometimes I do have people, you know, lay back and take deep breaths to really access the answer rather than all the story or reason that that their brain has yeah. concocted around it that conscious thinking <laughs> yeah. it's fascinating so does this work for everyone i mean is there a criteria that someone might need to have to be suggestible i don't know if that's the right word yes thank you that is that is the right word um, because i'm giving you suggestions and it's essentially questions you know and um you're responsive to it so um i would say yes because but it also depends <laughs> that's much of life so 
people who might have personality disorders, people who have um, epilepsy, um, they would definitely want to see someone who is extremely skilled. Um, people who don't believe it's going to work, it's not going to work. Um, it's going to work. <laughs> You're just not going to let yourself They're not going to let themselves work. that. And that's yeah. going to be one of my next questions, but we'll get there. And so um, it does. And there are different forms of hypnotherapy. There are different forms of hypnosis. Um, the therapy that I practice is rapid transformational therapy. And it's a succession of certain things that happen within that meeting. Uh, there are other people who see a hypnotherapist every single week or across several months. And they explore certain things and help them visualize certain things that help to liberate them. But this particular form of therapy is, is just, uh, it's not meant to be long-term. Um, and then there's something called conversational hypnosis where people don't even get walked down a path or, or stairs. Uh, they're still able to access their subconscious mind, they just don't necessarily realize that that's what's going on, you know, because they didn't have the whole ceremonial uh, talk down through mm -hmm. meditation, essentially. So it just, it's so vast, hypnosis, hypnotherapy, there's so many different avenues and methods of practice. I'm more than sure that every single person would be able to benefit from it. It just depends who the therapist is and the modality. Well, you know, when it comes to coaching, the people that are the most successful are the people who are ready and open. Yes. So I, I think it's the same here is that you were like, are you ready for this? Or I don't remember what question you asked me. And I was like, girl, take me away. <laughs> like I was so ready. I Yes. Because because I trust it. I trust you because I understand how these things work as well. I understand the brain and the thing and the accessing and blah, blah, and rewiring and all those things. But I can see how somebody who is used to being very in control we, in their lives, that mm -hmm. they're afraid to let go for even five seconds, for even 30 minutes to just relax enough. Mm -hmm. To, to try to access these parts of your, your brain that are hidden yeah, so that, so that you can release them because that's really what is happening. And that's what I'm hoping that people are going to get from us chatting about this is that it's, we all got them. We, we yeah. all have this, these programs that are running in the back of our brain, telling our front of our brain what to do. And, and we're doing it. We're, we're functioning on this autopilot. And it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. We can break this pattern. We can break this. Yes. And psychology, what I was talking about earlier is called fetal psychology. The um, being in utero and um, collecting all of this information. But when we're out and we're in a hypnotic state up until the, like the age of seven, between seven and 10, we're learning, we're ingesting. But there's something called the self-concept. And so because we don't know that we're separate from our pack, we think we're, we think we're one, you know, we think we're united. We're a like the, the, the ray in the sun is still the sun. It's just an extension of the sun. Mm -hmm. And so we don't understand who we are, but people in our family, people who we come across, people who we're with every day, say at school, our teachers, the person at church maybe the mean old lady across the street, our aunts, our uncles, they're telling us who we are by how they're acting with us. Or sometimes they come out and say, you're stupid, you're a piece of poop, uh, get away from me, you're annoying, or you're dumb, it's a good thing you're pretty because you're not smart. You know, just all these subconscious things that we're collecting about ourselves. So even without the power of hypnosis, you know, we're still getting this idea of who we are and what exactly we like our limits. What are our limits? And we stay in that story. We stay beneath it. Mm -hmm. We don't know that you can excel past it. 
a lot of times the people in our lives aren't even consciously aware or woke enough to know that that doesn't have to be so. And we're just following the pattern that people told us to follow and taking it as that's, that's life. Right. That's reality. There's a conversation you and I had, and I don't think it was in 1.0. I think it was another time, but we talked about there's no new emotion that, you know, we've all experienced the same things. I, I can't remember exactly what the context of this was when you and I were chatting about this, but about really that we've all felt rejection. We've all felt not good enough. We've all felt, you know, like there's, we're humans and we're experiencing the same stuff. Can you take that away a little bit? Yes, but this is the thing. The awareness that comes with healing, the intention behind something, whether it lands with us or whether it doesn't, whether we rebound and we're resilient or we're not, that's that's the key. Um, we were talking earlier about, oh, I lost it, but um, basically about how, oh, affirmations not sticking and affirmations seeming to be like basically um, spiritual bypassing. The thing is that if you're healed or if you are healing or if you have a great idea of who you truly are as a person, that stuff goes inside of you and it is the truth. It's no longer BS. So that's the difference between people who feel things and um, become disempowered by what they're feeling and the people who feel the same things, but then know how to deal with it and move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like there's some things that are harder to access for people? Like it, it will take a couple sessions. Yes, 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 yes. So I say trauma a lot. And I say trauma because it fits. There's a big T trauma and there's a little T trauma. And the little T traumas could be like death by a thousand paper cuts. It doesn't matter. Nobody has the right to tell you how to take that in. If it hurts you, if it affected you in a way that is like a thorn in your skin, it's trauma. So the things that are hard to access a lot of times is because we're not ready to access them or we haven't explored the layers that it is trapped underneath Um, or our brain has tucked that away from us due to the trauma. Um, We don't realize it, but if it's too, if our brain thinks it's too hurtful to experience again, it's gonna push it aside. And like I was just saying, no one has the right to tell us what's too painful to experience again or not. We know subconsciously. There are also times too where sometimes we think like, did that really happen? I don't know if that really happened though. And at this point in time, at this point in your life, it doesn't necessarily have to be historical truth. It's just the meaning that you got from it and how it makes you feel and what you're still holding on to about that. I love that. That's so important because I remember when I lived with my mom after my tsunami and we moved in with my mother, I remember asking her about certain things and her recollection of it was so different than mine. And she never made me wrong. It was just literally the way my brain processed. And I've noticed that with my kids certain things that happen, I could even come up with something, maybe the death of a dog or something and how I'm remembering it like this, but they're remembering it like that. Mm-hmm. And at the time, like maybe how traumatic it was for them, but yet as a mother watching them in this situation, it didn't look traumatic. Like they were handling mm-hmm. it fine, but they're like, Oh my God, mom, that was the worst day ever. And you know, and, and it, and it stuck inside of me. So yeah, this is not about judging ourselves. This is not about having a scale of whose trauma is bigger. It doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. I heard a definition of trauma once, and I'm not going to get it right. First of all, it was a beautiful definition. I wish I would have written it down, but the gist of it was, is anything that rocked your world. Mm. So if it rocked your world, like where I might skate past 
or be sad for a minute of a death of a dog or see that that's, you know, just part of life where somebody else, like it literally rocked their world. Like maybe it was their first death or maybe it is the way we're made. We don't yeah. get to choose. It's, it's okay that something yeah. affected you a certain way. Exactly. So you talked about, I'm just curious with this one because I was Googling it a little bit before this and I saw this too. And then you brought it up. Is there a difference between hypnosis and hypnotherapy? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, so hypnosis is just the act itself. So it's just putting you into the transcendental state. It's just helping you access the, those certain brain waves that make you more suggestible, more receptive to suggestions. Okay. Hypnotherapy is the combination of hypnosis plus different modalities. Okay. okay. So when you're driving around and you check out mentally because you're thinking about little Bobby at the soccer field, that's hypnosis. Nothing, nothing helpful came from it. You know, no blocks released, no awareness. As a matter of fact, there is no awareness of anything else except for those thoughts that are going on. So that's the difference. Okay. That makes sense. And you had talked about the presence of other modalities and in I think it was 1.0, you mentioned EFT and NLP. Well, EFT I'm familiar with, but let's explain that to everybody else and NLP, because I hear, I honestly have heard NLP said a lot. And I was like, what is that? I'm sure once I hear what the actual definition, I want to go, oh, I know what that is, but I didn't know the formal name of it. So yeah. can you share what that means and, and how that's combined with how you do your hypnotherapy? Yes, thank you. So NLP is neural linguistic programming. And so an example of that would be if you were to um, remember when you were in third grade and you had a book report, you had to go in front of a class and uh, you had a stutter or a lisp and everybody laughed at you. And then to this day, you hate public speaking. So NLP, an example would be, that's not me. I'm not in third grade anymore. I uh, am empowered and I can speak slowly and I have um, note cards now. So that is not me. So it, it's just, it's basically disassociating from um, a situation by giving yourself a new thought. You're reprogramming your thoughts about a fear, let's say. Okay. okay. And then EFT is emotional freedom technique. And so that is a combination of affirmations, tapping on meridians that are uh, believed to be or proven to be more receptive to energy while affirming yourself. And then also expelling, I guess, the energy through uh, talking out what your thought processes are. And then again, reprogramming your, your mind. So you could take, I'm, I'm afraid of um, public speaking. And the way that I learned EFT was starting off with the affirmation, tapping on the side of the hand with, even though I'm afraid of public speaking, I still love and accept myself. And then moving through that they're going to laugh at me. I'm going to forget what I had to say. My list is going to come back. And then like you had told me, um, in a previous conversation, when you get to the point where you're starting to feel like you're feeling a little bit better, like you're releasing some of the anxiety, that anxious energy, then you switch to, I'm going to tell a joke, or I'm going to tell them, I'm sorry, I forgot what I was going to say, or I can reach for my note, my notes that I had. Uh, I don't have to be a perfect speaker this time, just turning it around. And so with RTT, it's, there's, I think like 11, nine to nine to 11 different tools, depending on what the person needs that we can implement. And those were just two of them. Okay. So, so in our session, did I do NLP because we did, do we change for it? Cause we didn't tap. We, I know we, no, didn't, we didn't, no, we didn't tap. Um, we did do, uh, we did do the, um, it's not me. So we did do a form of NLP. And then we also did the um, 
integrating of the child and um, showing the child where you live now. And so uh, those are uh, forms of disconnecting and then re uh, like a talk down and then like a reshifting uh, essentially. Um, and then we also did, um, even though I didn't have you repeat it, uh, the, the words that you wanted to hear as a child, you told your inner child those words. And so it's essentially unconditional acceptance. And that's, in my opinion, what EFT is. It's, even though I feel this way, I still love and appreciate myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's gosh, you, you are a font of information. And I just am so loving this conversation. We need to wrap it up, but I want to share my personal experience just so people understand what it's like to work with you. Number one, I just going to start out from the top that you fill out a questionnaire and Natalie goes through your questionnaire and then you meet on zoom or a phone call, whatever you want to do. I think we did phone call just ear. Yeah. For the questionnaire. Okay. And she just asks questions to clarify your situation that in and of itself, I can't even tell you guys felt free to me. I felt liberated in that just that somebody was listening to this crap that I've had stuck inside of me. And so I even told you that I think after our conversation, I said, I I feel better. Just this conversation feels better to me. Like I felt a release from that. She's a great space holder. As you can tell, she's had a, a very pleasant voice and And there's a, I think I told you this as well. There's this uh, welcoming energy about you that I felt 100% secure in that space with you, non-judgmental space. And I think that's so important for people that are trying to dig into something because there's so much pain and fear around it. We need to have that that space. So jump in anytime if you want to say anything. And then I'm going to go to the next thing was when we actually relax and she makes sure that you have your phone plugged in, you're not interrupted. I put a blankie on me, got in a comfortable position. And then she talks you through down into the relaxed stage, which I was surprised is fairly quick. That, that didn't take long. No. <laughs> less yeah, than five. <laughs> yeah. And the, less than five minutes it is. Cause yeah, it, it's about five minutes. Yeah. And there's no pendulum swinging and your eyes are getting sleepy. There's none of this. It is not what you guys think that it might be through the movies. And then I don't remember exactly how you did it because I was in that very relaxed stage. I often don't remember my meditations and other things as well yeah. when I'm in that state. But I know you, you talked to me, brought me back to certain scenarios and we talked about scenarios and the tears. But can I tell you guys about these tears? These tears had every chemical in my body that is healing. It was like, these tears were like fresh rain. It was like a release rather than crying over pain. I don't know. Did you have that experience? Yeah. I love those tears. I wanted to bottle those tears and put (laughs) because they were beautiful tears. So what did you feel with that? I'm just curious. Uh, With your session or with mine? Well, with yours, if you want to, I don't know. (laughs) mine because I was so able to dip into the pain they felt fresh but you're supposed to grieve that's another thing that no one can tell you how strong it's going to be or how long it should be you you gotta grieve and let it go but the next day I felt the absence of anything and this was comparable to what you were saying it's like it feels normal. It's almost like when there's a ringing in your ear and then it stops and it's like, oh, this, this non-noise is great. Yeah. I love that you talk about the grieving piece because you, that's why you're the practitioner and not me, because I'm looking at that. I'm like, yeah, there is that now being someone like me who has done so much personal work and I teach it. I was maybe in a different position at that point. But I do see the grieving aspect of it. And I'm sure, like you said, it's going to be varying degrees for people because it is a letting something go. Yes. And there's always that grieving aspect when we let anything go, right? Yeah. Or, or I, we're just grieving the event or the thing that happened to, right? We're in a, in a healthy way. Yes. Rather than repressing it. Yeah. Yeah. And not to get off on a side tangent, but oh, please, even do. Staying, <laughs> please do. Staying, 
staying in grief has a benefit. We just don't see it as a benefit. Let's and talk about that. Go. That's so good. Well, coming from an empowered state, yeah, you don't want to stay in the grieving period because that makes you a victim. But if there's a part of your subconscious mind that needs that acknowledgement that you were victimized, yes. that's the very benefit in that scenario of holding on to grief too long or because it's it is your identity of being a victim and once you're able to go through the the healing process the acknowledgement invalidation in itself invalidation in itself can wreck your life yes when you're gone, you're in, yeah so I just wrote a note on my pad because I was gonna say go ahead that's so cool but to be validated in that moment, to hear that was rough, you you did the best you could, you know, or you didn't deserve that. That might be enough to then say, you know what? I had these two hours to be introspective, to go back in time, to cry about it. And you're right, I didn't deserve that, but I'm ready to take the next step. And the next step is moving forward. So it does take, awareness and you should give yourself the opportunity to grieve especially if you repress it especially if someone told you stop crying you oh. don't need to cry for that I, you know go ahead you go your whole life thinking i i can't feel these emotions i shouldn't feel these emotions i'm going to squish these emotions down yeah i love this because when just before you said that, I wrote outside validation. What I was meaning by that was when you said when you're invalidated, you know, so many of us are invalidated, even with great parents, because they're just yeah. seeing it through a different lens. Or sometimes, you know, it, it's, I, I had some weird things happen to me. And I remember I had a cousin come into my room in the middle of the night and thankfully nothing happened, but it was very scary. And I remember telling my mom and being so afraid that she wasn't going to believe me. She did. But just that validation was enough. I was like, okay. You know, I remember feeling so okay at that moment because nothing did happen like that could have happened. But I was like, okay, had I not been, I know mm -hmm. internally I would have just in way deep inside been kicking and screaming like, why don't you love me, care about yeah. me? You know, whatever it, it would manifest into and, and then carry on through my life. So- yeah the sometimes we are not validated and sometimes we have people in our life to this day that are not validating our experiences yeah. and i think it is man that's just so i feel this so viscerally that getting the opportunity to be in that space and to be validated by an outside source but also by yourself mm, yeah that validation of self at this, because now we are now adults, damn it. And we're <laughs> not at the mercy of the elders in our life anymore. And, and we can validate that that was not okay. Yes. And I do want to say, because you had mentioned perfect parents, a lot of people feel guilty about like, they're yes. going to turn on parents if they admit that their parents hurt them. Um, something that I learned, a concept that I learned more recently is that remove the, the uh, value of good versus bad. It, just look at it as facts. It's awareness at this point. It, we don't need to assign blame. You don't have to worry about blame or shame anymore. Like it's just the facts. And if it hurts, we need to heal it. And from that point, we can move forward. I love that. I often say to my clients, because they're like, well, I don't want to talk bad about my mom or my dad. And I say, here's the deal. They're not perfect. They love the heck out of you and you love the heck out of them. So I say, mom and dad, they'll say, okay, mom or dad did this and I still love them. Or, and we still, I'll say, cause they'll say something else. And we still love them and we still <laughs> love them because this is not to diss the parenting. It is really because so many well-meaning people make mistakes. Yes. We can only parent and show up in the world as well as we are healed ourselves, which is a big prompt as to why I, man, I was like, I cannot be this train wreck that I am after my tsunami. I'm like, something's got to change. And they really were my motivation because I didn't want to bring that down to them. But, 
but some people don't even have that awareness to dip in or try to figure out what's happening within themselves so they can. So yeah, I think that is a, an excellent point to make and it's a beautiful no note to end on. And just so everybody knows, Natalie and I have talked about jumping on Instagram lives here and there because we just love these conversations. We have so much fun with each other. And, you know, I'm learning a lot through Natalie because I am not a hypnotherapist. I, I know a lot of this stuff through other means, you know, the brain and the yada, yada, but it's so fun to play this back and forth. And I'm looking forward to actually even talking about other topics that may not be hypnotherapy related, just things that people might be going through. I don't know. Sky's the limit, girlfriend, but yeah, I just want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I really did have a good time and I, I love being able to talk about these things. I mean, it's common, you know, and yeah. to be able to just explore that is, is great. I think it, it's moving the world forward. Well, Natalie, where can everybody find you? because I want all kinds of people to hook up with you and start following your delightfulness. So what's your Instagram handle? Would you have a website? You know, where can they find you? Yes. Thank you. So I'm at girl, you're worthy on Instagram and it's tricky. So it's G I R L dot U as in the alphabet R as in the single letter of the alphabet dot worthy. And when it comes to my website, it's the same thing, except no dots, girlyourworthy.co. Believe it or not, there's someone else who has girlyourworthy.com. <laughs> so I beat her without the .co. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the kristenbrown.com was taken. I had to do kristenbrown.org. And then kristenbrown.com reached out to me and wanted me to pay $1,800 to have Stop the, it. I'm like, I will be .org. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway thank you so much for being here miss natalie i am beyond blessed i love this conversation and i love bringing information to the world and i just think you're the perfect person for this role that you are in and thank you for answering the calling and being one of my healing coaches because that was miraculous and beautiful and i loved every single second of it Thank you so much for the work that you do. I really appreciate you. I bless the day that our paths crossed. Seriously. Thank you, hon. I hope you all enjoyed this interview as much as I did. And if you did, I would sure appreciate it if you jumped over to iTunes and left me a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to share it with someone that you love. Until next time, everyone, remember, you matter.